Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ Church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Reverend Ashley Dargai, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebears, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it's good news, and it is for you. Today's scripture is Matthew 5, 13 through 16, and then chapter 6, 1 through 6. It's on the back of your bulletin if you'd like to follow along. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your God in heaven. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from God in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and God, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, They have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to God who is in secret. And God who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sometimes I can get up here on a Sunday morning and blame the lectionary. Whether it's a weirdly cut excerpt or a challenging text, I can just scratch my head with you all at a preset scripture for Sunday. But in series like this one, where we go off book and choose our own scripture, I have no one to blame but myself. And Jesus, maybe. But this is a weirdly cut text, right? The parts seem to contradict each other. They don't follow in sequential order. Let your light shine, but also don't draw attention to yourself. Season the world with goodness, but keep your goodness a secret, even from yourself. Be like a city on a hill for all to see, but don't pray loudly or in front of people. And maybe they're not talking about the same thing at all, or at the very least are two disconnected parts of a whole. The Bible, after all, is a living document, the voice of God still calling out from its pages to us today. So there's not a need to domesticate it or make it fit neatly in our categories. 
but maybe it would be helpful to put back for a moment what is missing from this text. These two sections are separated by the law discourse we've been camped out in the past two weeks. To refresh your memory, Jesus spends a lot of time talking about laws people would be familiar with, both laws from the Torah and laws of Rome. And he builds a fence of protection around them. In order to keep us from things like murder, he says to not even harbor anger in our heart. In order to resist the mighty Roman Empire, turn your humiliation into dignity. They take your coat, well, give them your cloak and force them to bear the indecency of the unclothed person in front of them. By providing safeguards and building resilience, Jesus invites his listeners to think about the norms of our lives in imaginative ways. Remember, this is the guy who began his sermon with blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven which would be totally bananas to hear living in Rome in the Iron Age. But even though these two sections are separated and seem in contradiction with one another, if we look closely, maybe we can see how they're talking to each other. The first part of this text contains metaphors that are almost too familiar. Light, salt, city on a hill, They feel self-explanatory and have nearly lost their meaning. Did you know that there's a term for this? This is the English teacher talking. It's called a dead metaphor. A dead metaphor is when a metaphor becomes the actual word for something so that we no longer think of it figuratively. So for example, legs of a table. Those have just become the term for the poles that the top of the table sits on. But when we first called it legs, we were speaking about it metaphorically. The legs, like like our legs. And if we contemplate it for a minute, it revives a little in our mind. The, The metaphor animates. The table comes to life and suddenly has a bit of soul, which feels like an appropriate reflection for a disciple's church. And I imagine if the table that we use in the Heritage Chapel for our altar, right down here, started walking on its legs, it would waddle like a penguin because of how the legs are constructed, like an upside down Y. Which makes me think of how male penguins will sit on their eggs, keeping them warm and letting them incubate, while the female penguins go get food a reversal of how we think about traditionally prescribed gender roles, which also feels appropriate today with the fact that you have a woman preaching from the pulpit, and it's done without fanfare fanfare here at Azel Christian Church. I'm not the first or even the second female senior minister, and I'm sure I won't be the last. And at many churches in the area, this is not even a possibility but here you are, not even impressed by the fact that your preacher wears makeup and earrings and goes by an alternate name, Mom. (laughs) And this makes me think of how the legacies of Azel Christian Church run long and deep and wide. How we are sitting in pews and standing on floors that are a legacy in themselves, in a building 
whose bones are older than any of us. And I know that some of you have family that stretch back to the beginning of this church and the beginning of this town. But others of you, like me, just got here. So that the soul of Azel Christian Church is both as decided as this structure and as dynamic as the people inside it. We are always transforming, letting the Spirit change us and shape us by each new person in our midst. And that makes me think of a discussion that happened a few years ago back at some meeting about ACC being the best kept secret in town. And while personally, I don't think the word secret should ever be associated with the church for a lot of reasons, see institutional scandals, etc. <laughs> I do think there's something interesting about this idea that ACC has flown under the radar in many ways. That the generosity has had a slow yet exponential effect across town that somehow this church has become associated with a safe place to doubt and ask questions and be different. That while many still know us as that little church behind El Paseo, there is a commitment in this church community that puts even some marriage covenants to shame. And I take you along this meandering journey with me this morning, because in a way, this text is already being preached by you. Azel, you are a light in the world, carrying on the work of Jesus, who said himself that he was the light of the world in another gospel. And a light does not turn on to be seen but so that other things can be seen. And I wonder what exactly your light has illuminated all these years. What has your light illuminated this past year? And this salt of the earth metaphor is equally provocative if we allow it to be for a minute. Like Pastor Katie said, salter, salt is a preservative and a seasoning. It was a commodity in Jesus' time. It represented value. And I've always thought that salt losing its saltiness was an interesting warning because I didn't know that could happen. I like to cook, but I don't really understand this idea. It's salt different now. I don't get it. But apparently, salt loses its saltiness when it becomes diluted with other things. And yet there's a fine line with salt because salt is best when it is almost undetected. We've all had something that's too salty. So we know that salt is best when it brings out the flavor, the essence of what it is seasoning. And I wonder how you have brought out the essence of this community, of the gospel, of the heart of this congregation all these years? What essence have you revealed this past year? And in a way, 
You sit as a city on a hill. I can see the steeple from the highway as I drive in. And while there is deep love for the church among the congregation, there is also this unassuming, unpretentious loyalty. Like you love your church, but you also know that you're not the only church here. You know you're not the only one doing good work. You know you're not the only one learning from Jesus. You just shine and season without fanfare. And what is interesting about the way that we have chopped up the Sermon on the Mount this week is that we also have these verses from chapter 6. When Jesus says not to practice our piety or our righteousness or our justice, all the same word, for the purpose of being seen, but rather do it in secret. In other words, don't let your righteousness be performative. And don't give in such a way that everyone congratulates you, but rather let those in need be taken care of with dignity. Let those who have but a little to give not be shamed by the pomp and circumstance. And likewise, don't make prayer about you. Prayer is supposed to be about God, Jesus is saying, not about how nice or long or loud or fancy you can pray, preaching to the choir here, preacher here. It might be better to just pray in private for a while until you sort that out. And while these sections seem at first to be in contradiction, they are essentially saying the same thing. Keep doing good, but not so we can be considered a good church, or even a thriving church, or an effective church, or a progressive church, or a faithful church. If our end goal is to be seen by the outside, or even by ourselves as fill-in-the-blank church, then our motivations are twisted because the end goal is not so that we can pat ourselves on the back, but so that people can be brought closer to the heart of God. And just as the church is not a static entity or a fixed identity, so what we illuminate and reveal is not static or fixed. I sang timidly a few weeks ago, the times they are a-changin', and they are as they always have. I'm preaching, I am preaching in this chapel because our church has gone through so many changes in the past year. And we will continue to change and transform and follow the Holy Spirit wherever she blows. But the soul of Azel Christian Church is both as decided as this structure and as dynamic as the people inside it. We are always transforming. And even in the midst of all these changes, our call remains the same. Be a light, not so others can see us, but so they can see Christ. Be salt, preserving the fragile and revealing the essence of what is true. Be a city on the hill, going about our business with the lights on as a safe haven for the weary traveler. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.